Hey everyone, welcome back to the Longevity Muscle Podcast. I'm Kenny, your host, and today we have Jay Brew joining us. Jay started wrestling at the age of three and continued all the way through college. In high school, he was a two-time state champion, multiple All-American, and he's still coaching to this day. He pursued bodybuilding and got his pro card in 2013 at an NMA show and an IFPA show. In 2014, he competed in three pro shows, the Yorton Cup. He placed sixth as a middleweight. In 2020, he was Mr. America, first place. That's an awesome accomplishment. That is an iconic contest. He won the world championships at the IPE, and he came second at the Natural Olympia. All great accomplishments. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. How you doing? Doing good. Glad, glad to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. So uh, let's just dive right in, man. How's your training been as of late? What do you got coming up in terms of, you know, your, are you preparing for anything? I know this is right around the time where contests are, are, start, are beginning. What's the situation? Yeah, so after 2020, um, 21, I had quite a few small injuries, nothing major. I needed surgery, but it just took about eight, 10 months to really get everything back in order. Um, the only thing I'm dealing with now is a, my right elbow is still 90, 95%. Some movements are great, 100% feel great. Like an overhead extension, there's just, I mean, I have to do a super light, otherwise it just it stings the entire time. So I'm still doing some rehab on that working to get that back to 100%. Besides that, training is going pretty good. 35 years old now, so just kind of playing smart and uh, really focusing on the muscles that I'm, that I'm trying to work. So, Yeah, right on. Man. But things Look, are going I, good. Yeah. yeah, things are going well. Good. They're good. Yeah, yeah, I know with the elbow thing, how are you um, finding some ways to work? Because you train, I've seen some training clips, man. You go, you go heavy and you go, you go hard. So what are some ways that you had to navigate around that, uh, that elbow? I think it would be helpful for the listeners to get, gain some perspective. Like, you know, are you pushing through the pain or are you choosing movements that make sense based upon the situation you're in? Yeah. I'm just choosing movements that, that work. Like I do try to perform some things that agitate it, maybe to strengthen it. So like an overhead, maybe I'll just do like a 15, 20 stretch, just real light it contracts, um, just to maybe try to, um, like rehab it, strengthen it. Um, besides that, like dips and, um, close grip bench, like power movements like that don't affect it at all. So it's kind of just mm. odd. Um, at first it, it did, it hurt pretty bad. Um, I heard it doing just, I didn't warm up properly. You know, it's just, well, actually, I, I mean, I did shoulders, so I do shoulders. I did shoulders that time and arms and I right into heavy, uh, tricep pushdowns. And then that's when I felt a pop first set. I was like, shoot. And ever since that, I had to ease back into it. So some movements work good, some movements not, but I try to just work around it, keep making progress best I can. It, it, sometimes it, during bench, like a push session, I can feel it off a little bit. So it's probably 5% off where it's a little bit, a little bit weaker than the, than my left. So just trying to get that back to a hundred. So like the push downs, when you're doing push downs, that's where you kind of start to feel it. But as far as the compounds go, for the most part, it's not it's not so much an issue. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, the push downs are pretty good now, um, mm -hmm. just depending on the angle. Um, it all depends on the angle. So it's just right. it's quite odd that stretch, long stretch in a movement. It's really um, stretched out. That's when it hurts the most at the contraction. Um, but besides that, I just I just keep doing my best. Just keep keep making progress. 
Right on, man. So. Yeah, like I guess at this age, around 35, do you notice that your body's changing a little bit as far as these, you know, aches and pains that are creeping up on you? Because I know when I spoke with Doug, who obviously you're a core athlete, right? So you rep. Yep. He was mentioning that like this, he's, I believe, a, older than you. Uh, he's in it, I believe he just hit 40, maybe 41, uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, right? But is yep. that, are, are you starting to notice that a little bit now, like versus maybe your um, 20s? Yeah, definitely from my 20s, recovery has definitely changed quite a bit. But, and you know, sleep too. So I just had, I got a nine-year-old or a nine-week-old. And uh, I definitely tell the importance of sleep. My nutrition's always on point, but even sleep and recovery and rest is, and you can, at 35, I can really tell now, especially when I had him these over the these last uh, nine weeks. So that, I mean, that's just critical. But yeah, in the in the weight room, it's, I mean, I just, I take it day by day. I just go in there. I have my workout plan. So right now it's a two week split, two days off, five days off or two days off, five days on. And you know, that really helps, helps quite a bit. Um, leading up to my kid, I was lifting six days a week. You know, I felt great. I was doing it one muscle group at a time. Perfect. Um, as I think I get older, I think definitely two days a week off is perfect. And then I just incorporate maybe more multiple rest days, depending on how I feel. After those rest days, I'll just kind of assess what I'm doing and then maybe restart a new plan or um, continue with what I'm doing. I don't really do too much deloads. I kind of have like an isolation day, but it's still um, still very hard. Um, but I just watch the heavy compounds and how my body reacts to that. But usually I, I usually I just take a couple extra rest days and um, I feel pretty good after that. So. Cool, cool. With that isolation day, just out of curiosity, is that mostly, is that like all muscle groups for the most part? Like you'll do fly? Um, no. Nope. So I'm doing either chest and back twice a week or shoulders and arms twice a week. So on that second day after I hit, so, so I say I do chest and back Monday. Well, then on Saturday I'm hitting again, but it's just isolation movements. Um, so I'm working on negatives, maybe some light drop sets, time under tension, just really uh, squeezing the muscle, lighten up the weight a little bit. Maybe it's still like an eight to probably eight to 12, eight to 20 rep range, um, a little bit higher volume. If it is eight to 10 rep range, then it's more mostly like time under tension. So it's like almost like a 20, 30 rep set. So it just kind of varies. So I've just been picking my exercises and making progress from from there. And I've been enjoying it. And it just helps me create a mind-muscle connection and really getting some quality reps in. So I kind of threw out some of the garbage and really just more focus on the muscle group. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I think that's a, one thing that maybe takes a little bit more experience with throwing out some of the junk or the garbage as far as yep. volume goes, yep. right? Yeah. You With regards to your wrestling history, when did that transition how did that transition into bodybuilding just out of curiosity so when i was strength training in college i had a a body a friend that was a bodybuilder in the local area and he helped me strength training for college during summer months so we trained in his basement and i just fell in love with it uh, i had a, a awesome time training had some awesome gains and got a lot stronger so he he uh, did a bunch of sh shows mpc and natural shows growing up he was probably competing in the two thousands. So he, yeah, he's probably, he's in his, he's in his uh, mid forties now, but he got me into training. So as soon as after college wrestling is done, I, I didn't know if I was going to continue to pursue wrestling. Um, so I got into coaching 
And then that's when I kind of just knew I wanted to continue to coach and stop my wrestling career. Um, so just continued coach. And then I just fell in love with uh, lifting when, during the summer months. And then I just continued right after college wrestling, gained a ton of weight, newbie gains pretty quick. And then that's when I knew I wanted to do a bodybuilding show within, I think it was within, I did it when I was 26. So I had, I had about four or five years of training, um, of good training before I, I started. And uh, that's how I got it started. Nice. Yeah. Did you have any aspirations to go pro as far as wrestling? So in, in wrestling, it's more like competing in the world's in the Olympics. That's what you're, right. that's what the ultimate goal is to train for. You know, I just, I would have to, it was, a, it would have been a life changing experience. And I just, it just didn't, I didn't see it, me fit into that. So I would, have, I would have had to move to a location of where the, the training centers are. So like Ohio state or Iowa or Penn state, Michigan, you know, I'd have to move and, you know, basically keep living wrestling. But I, I kind of want, I loved, I loved, um, I, I wrestled in division three college. So I loved that whole coaching aspect. So I wanted it. I mean, I, before I became a teacher and moved down to Tennessee, I wanted to, uh, become a college coach. So that's what I went to. I went back to school, got my graduate, uh, or my master's in, uh, sport management. And then I was looking, I coached for four years, college wrestling. So that's, that's kind of what happened, but you know, that kind of work out in the meantime of looking for a coaching job. That's when I met my wife. Well, we kind of grew up together, but we got reconnected and then I moved down to Tennessee and then I pursued my, uh, PE teaching degree, passed the test and got a great job and coaching wrestling now and, uh, lifting. So, so you're, you're still coaching wrestling. Yes. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. Coach middle school. Yeah. Nice. So with, uh, just, and then we'll, and then we'll transition, but with wrestling, the ultimate goal for most, most people, it's either like Olympics, like you said, worlds, or potentially even if you want to go the entertainment route would be like what WWE. Um, now. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to, there is a few right. wrestlers, um, there is, they go in the WWE, but it's not, um, no, nah, I just, that's not me. So gotcha. I'm not, I'm not much of an entertainer. Okay. But, um, yeah. Let's, let's talk about this. Cause I find this one interesting, maybe because of my more recent experience with it, but I'm sure you've probably dealt with it too, being 35 and having so much years of training on your belt, dealing with bad training days. And when I say bad training days, like these things are just not going your way. Like you, you, you know what I'm talking about where you're doing an exercise. It just feels like shit. Uh, maybe you're not getting the load that you, were trying to get or had in mind those kind of things how do you deal with that mentally you know I, when i when i go in the gym i assess and you know right away i kind of know if i'm feeling feeling it or not feeling it so i mean i'll quickly just transition to you know if it's not heavy weights not working then i'll go into more volume um and i just go go back to the notebook that i keep track of and try to perform some better reps than i did before that's kind of just what i'll do i'll just you know, I love going to the gym. So even if I'm not feeling it, I'm going to do something that's going to be effective. Um, that's going to work Then I'm going to make progress. So, you know, each day I want to, um, continue to just make progress Well, you know, whether it's heavyweight or lightweight. So I don't really let those days affect me. And sometimes I know multiple guys say this, but sometimes when they're not feeling good, those are their best days. So I just kind of, I just, I, I love going to the gym. Like today is my off day and I'm already thinking about training and 
getting excited for tomorrow. So, so I don't, I don't let, you know, sometimes I don't hit my deadlift numbers or my big compound movements. I don't hit my numbers, but I don't let it affect me. I just kind of keep moving on and Hey, I didn't get my numbers here, but on the leg press or the hack squat, I'm going to, I'm going to make up for it. Yeah. Gotcha. No, that that's a, that's a positive way to look at it. I know for me, if I'm, you know, I start doing, I think that's a good way actually with what you said in terms of like having almost like a backup plan, just in case, like, cause you know, for example, I, I might go into the gym feeling great. Like beforehand, like I'm like excited to go train, like, cause I usually am. And then I'll get there yeah. and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll get there. And then, you know, the, I'll go through some of my uh, sets and I'm like, oh man, this just feels like shit. I don't ha- feel like I have the strength today or, or whatnot. It's like, okay, maybe like you said, it's like, let's transition out of this exercise, out of this kind of workout and maybe go to some higher reps, maybe different exercises that, you know, feel good on your body more regularly than say some of these exercises, that kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, sometimes if I do like, you know, back in the day, if I would push something to the, to the max, uh, you know, I might hurt myself and I have done that before. And sometimes when I was really young, I would just keep doing it even when I was hurt. But then I realized after a few times of getting hurt, I, after a quick little pull or something's not right, I just get away from it and move on, go on to go on to something else. So as you get older, you get a little bit wiser. Any of the young guys listening, man, it's definitely just take your time, make sure you're doing, doing everything right. Just to not get hurt. If you're not getting, if you're getting hurt all the time, you're not gonna make progress. So that's, that's major key. No, that's great advice. That's uh, important. And as um, someone who has a wrestling background, were you doing, would you, what's your experience, if you have any, with like calisthenics? Because I, I get this question a lot. And I thought maybe because of your background, you might have some insight where I don't know why people are asking this. Maybe they're just drawn to it, emotional to it. But like, well, what's, what's, your, what's your take on calisthenics for bodybuilding and building maximum muscle? Because insert gymnasts or insert you know, well, gymnast is the most popular one to be honest, but yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, what's your take on that? What, what kind of calisthenics do you like to, to work out in? Me personally? You, yeah. The only thing I'll do that I personally love doing, um, is like body weight dips and I usually add load to them. So because I can progress them, it feels pretty, yeah. it feels good on my body. Um, unless I get greedy with it, which we've all been there. Either I do yeah. it for you know too much, too frequently, or too heavy. You got to be smart about it, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, that's probably the one exercise that that works for me: calisthenics, wide and push-ups. That's like two things, really. Yeah, I would say dips, pull-ups, um, mm. and push-ups are, are you know are going to be great exercises. You know, maybe I, I would incorporate them at the end of the workout um, as like a drop set or burnout. You know, to failure. But I don't do them. I don't do them too often. You know, I just keep keep the weight on there and making progress with the weight, load, and reps. And if you think if you just stuck to body weight where you didn't add load, and maybe you just progress reps, do you think that's a viable option? I guess depending on where you insert it into the workout and your relative strength to that. I think I think definitely starting off, uh, maybe for the new people, that's going to be a huge key of just getting connection um, with the muscle, working working them properly, and just starting off light to where you're not, you're not going to be extremely sore. So for the new people, that's going to be beneficial. Um, and I think at, at the end of the workout is going to be uh, beneficial as well. And if, uh, so I'll add this in because I think it's uh, it goes perfectly. If you can't even do one pull up, 
well then don't add it in at the end of your workout add it in at the beginning yeah. right it, so right. it's yeah. all relative to what what you can do unless you're doing some like maybe assisted whether it's on a machine or with the bands right uh, then yeah. you can add it in at the end right i guess it all depends yeah. on r- relative strength and what you can do w- relative to that movement right exactly for instance some when i first started back squatting pretty heavy like i squat towards the end of my workout so i didn't have to have so much load so i worked on my form well, now I'm squatting at the beginning of my workout fresh and, and, and I can really judge progress better with your compounds, maybe at the beginning of your workout than at the end. So if you, I think if they're always introducing a new uh, exercise, start that new exercise at the end of your workout. And then um, if it's something you really want to make progress, then maybe move it to the middle and then move it to the beginning and then see how much you can make progress from there. And I'm sure just from switching that over, a, say, a four to six week period, you're gonna you're gonna make some uh, huge huge progress just from changing it. No, this is a good transition. So, if you had like a lagging body part, let's just say from a bodybuilding perspective, how would you go about approaching your training around trying to improve that? Uh, well, I'm still trying to improve my my arms and my back to this day and my upper body. So, like, I just started doing the. Uh, isolation day after so the first time i hit chest and back it's real heavy um short on reps going to failure and maybe just one drop set one exercise so three three to four exercises three to four sets each in and out pretty quick oh well not pretty quick because i'm heavy taking a little uh rest time more rest time so then the next time i hit the on the isolation day i'm going to just focus on some other different isolation movements and work on contracting, work on engaging every muscle fiber I can. So far, I'm I'm, I'm really liking it. And Give us an example of that isolation day, like how. So an isolation day for chest and back. What's that kind of? What's that look like? Um. So I mean, I'll just hit um, probably more, maybe more machine works. Um. So I'm gonna I'm going to do like a maybe like a chest press machine a slow negative, um, to a press all the way out, squeeze nice and slow, uh, on the flies, uh, same thing, slow negative or a time under tension, a little bit heavier weight, but time under tension An incline, uh, really any incline working that upper chest and possibly even a decline, just working complete top, middle, lower chest if some if i mean if you believe that i think just hitting just hit your chest at all angles and just make progress and that's how you're gonna get a bigger chest um but just really squeezing and focus on mind muscle connection now on the back maybe some uh or you could do uh isometric exercises one one arm rows uh hanging um pull-ups with weighted pull-ups um, that's a great exercises or just body weight exercises towards the end on an isolation day, not any barbell rows, but maybe on a Smith machine row assisted with a bench in front on your chest and doing a row or a plate row, just any, every, and, uh, just really focusing on some machine works and then just controlling, contracting, and then hitting some, uh, negatives, hit negatives, drop sets after and man, after again, only doing probably three to four exercises, three, three sets, three to four sets, uh, depending on exercises. Um, and that's a pretty quick day. So your toast. Yeah, so basically, just for the listeners, when you say isolation, you just mean how you're approaching it to target those muscles 
in the most ideal way, in a very focused way, not necessarily just single joint movements where it's like, okay, uh, uh, a chest fly, only chest fly. Cause it's like more, you know, just kind of just wrote, you're not, you're yeah. not, uh, moving through elbow flexion, elbow extension. It's just the shoulder kind of doing its thing. So you're yeah. not saying that you're, you're, you're doing compound exercises. It's just yeah. more, more focused on zoning in on those areas, maybe more, more focused on contraction versus exactly. on the heavy. Yeah. Okay. Versus on the heavy day where it's like, dude, I'm, I'm trying to hit these numbers. Like that's what yeah. it's about. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, minim- minimize momentum, you know, no garbage reps. Everything is picture perfect. So that's, I mean, that's just, uh, that's the focus. So yeah, it's, it's been working out great. Yep. And how, with regards to training for contests, cause uh-huh. well, first off, are you preparing for anything? Is that, is, you got anything coming up um, that you want to? That you want to share? Uh, no, I'm I'm preparing for something probably in another three four years yet. Okay, um, just raising Ooh. the little one, raising yeah. the little one up, and uh, just focus on family and just training and having fun. I think being in my upper thirties or my mid thirties, I just I just need more time away from the stage to get my upper body to match my legs, and that's just my sole focus. I mean, that's I mean that. The complete bodybuilder is going to have a you know full upper body, full legs. So my legs are great. I'm just trying to get my upper body to match my lower half, and you know that's the goal. And I just I need time away. Um, and your legs are your legs are crazy, man. Like yeah. you got some. Your legs are stacked. Like with regards to your because you mentioned it, I, and I want to talk about this because you before we transition here, your upper body. So you talked about your chest and back. How what are you doing to bring up your arms essentially? Because you said that's a thing that you want to that you want to improve as well. So is there anything different that you're doing or are you just kind of plugging away at the same kind of principles that you do for your chest? Uh, and I trying to throw in the same principles. I, I do my lower half. So I, I'm just trying to match that best I can. Um, heavy one day, light the next really just, I'm hitting it from all angles, heavy, light, squeezing yep. time under tension. Just every principle I can without being over fatigued. So trying to give my body rest, when it's needed, I think is is important. Trying to get a massage once a month, some uh, dry needling every couple of weeks with a little scraping. Um, that's trying to that's back on the radar. I try to take care of myself best I can, and I think that, you know those those principles are going to help. And how? Because you know, being a core athlete, have you trained? I'm sure you've trained uh, alongside Doug Miller. Yep. What, yeah, uh, yeah. Talk, talk about that. Run us through that experience because uh, people have this vision of Doug just going like on a next level chaotic <laughs> in a gym. Like was yeah. it different than what you're doing so now? He kind of, no, he kind of take, I kind of take the same approach he does is go in the gym and just destroy the muscle that you're, you're going to work. Rather it's going to be some heavy exercises or some high rep volume exercises. Um, it, you know, it's fun training with him. I, I think, uh, uh, last couple months ago, I was training alongside of him. He was doing a different body part, but being in being in the gym with him is great as well. Yeah, it's just you know the, he's a great guy, and uh, I think I I trained with him and Patrick Legs after my I think it was after Mister America show or or my last contest show. Um, we trained Legs, but yeah, it's just it's just having fun. No, not too much talking, but you know, having fun and just lifting hard. And, you know, maybe try to beat each other on reps and stuff. 
uh, I'm, I'm pretty strong. Sometimes some, some movements I'm, I, I try to do the best I can and keep up and some, some movements I can't, and maybe some, some things I can maybe beat them on, but I, overall, I just try to have fun. And, uh, I try to, I try to do my best. What, you know, how, how, how hard can I push myself and being around those guys, you can, you can get a, you can squeeze out a couple more reps and that's those couple more reps is what, you know, is what builds some muscle. So you're not doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, that's why I try to keep a notepad and write all my numbers down because week to week you, you got to make progress. Some, some days you're feeling it. Some days you're feeling awesome. And those days you're not, you have to still maintain a lot awesome level of intensity and you have to, you have to make progress. Um, and that's how you, and that's, that's how you get that extra couple pounds of muscle each year. And then that's what, uh, you'll see that on stage. Right. No, makes sense. And was that, uh, you guys did your thing at the crush it Coliseum there court Coliseum. Yep. Um, so that nice. was, uh, yeah. So at their new Coliseum, it's, yeah, it's top of the line. It's, it's awesome. I hope to be back there next month. So I think as soon as their new leg fit is done. Um, which they're working on right now. I think about, uh, I think he said two, two, three weeks will be done, but maybe by nice. August 1st. So I'm maybe, uh, I'm only three hours away from it. So a little less okay. than three hours of pan traffic, but I tried to, um, I'll go there, spend the night and then, uh, drive back. So I'll try to get two sessions in and then head back the next day. Oh, nice. That's awesome that you guys are relatively close. And yeah. what, so are you training like six days? Did you say five days a week you're training normally? Five days a week now. I don't think I'll ever go back to six unless, you know, it, it might be just arms one day, but you know, I don't know. But, you know, the next time I compete is going to be in a while yet. So I, I'm going to keep getting older, and hopefully a little bit smarter. Um, but yeah, five days seems to be working out pretty good. Usually I take a vacation and that's sometimes when I'll just take a complete seven days off or however long I'm gone. Um, I haven't done that in a while. So I think Labor Day coming up, depending on what we do. Um, for a vacation or if I'm a quick trip, a trip getaway, I'll probably take like four days off and that, and that's that, and that usually feels pretty good. But yeah, I just kind of listen to my body. And if I need a couple of days off before I just, I just take a day or if I'm busy, I'll just take a day where before I'd get so worried about, it, Oh my gosh, I'm missing out. But I think time away, you know, time away is when you're growing. So not, you know, in the gym, you're breaking your muscles down. Um, you know, you're, you're destroying your muscles and out of the gym when you're sleeping, resting, eating, you know, that's when you, that's when you make the progress. Absolutely. And with regards to having a, so now you have your, your newborn, how has, how has things changed as far as training with, you know, scheduling? Why did you have to move some things around? Are you finding yourself having to train earlier in the morning or what's that look like? And has it well, affected you? It was kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, a little miracle from God. We had them right at the end of my, uh, uh, my school year. So I have nine weeks off um, oh, from nice. school. So, um, it was only a couple weeks left of school. So I took a week off from work and then a couple extra days after that. And then I did work summer school. So then we just, we kind of had a babysitter a few times and then I worked around uh, my wife's schedule too. Um, so she would go, she would work half days as well. She own, she does her, her own business as a, uh, she at a hair salon. So she kind of create, uh, create a new schedule for her, but yeah, I just made it work a few times. I don't like training in the morning, but you know, I made it work. I had to get up a few times real early, get it done. But majority of the time we got, I got a pretty good schedule. It was just usually just right after work. 
I go work out and then maybe pick him up from, we had a couple uh, babysitters watch him um, a couple of times throughout the week when we needed him, if we were both working. But now at the gym, we have a daycare. So if I, I took him to a daycare a few times while I lift, he just goes and uh, hangs out with daycare right at the gym. So that's nice. But once August hits, it'll be a pretty normal schedule. We have a daycare lined up. I start school back in August and she's, she'll be, she's back to full, full-time work right now. So I'm with them for the next three weeks, but yeah, I'll be training right after school. And then I go pick him up and just a normal day. So it'll be a nice schedule uh, lined up um, here nice. in August. So that, that'll be nice. Yeah. Scheduling bodybuilding and scheduling is, is huge. Cause I can meal prep. I, I, I know my schedule. I'm a well-organized guy. So that's very important. So I make sure I know what's a week, a week ahead, and that just keeps all the stress away. Pretty much anxiety-free most of the time. I don't worry about too many things. I kind of just let it slide over my shoulder. Um, I don't get worked up over a bunch of things, um, and I just I try to keep stress minimal. Um, get my sleep, eat my food. So right. you know, take take care of this little guy, and just stay well organized and, and plan ahead. And that's that works. I've been I've been doing that for a long time now and I just keep getting better at it. So, and uh, nice. I get pretty, I get, I get good at it. So, you know, like tracking food and, um, you know, that's just, um, yeah, I kind of wanted to do something a little bit difficult. So I did like a, my eight week, eight week mini cut. Um, I started two weeks before we had them and then I continued for another six weeks and, mm-hmm. you know, I just, the first week was just the hardest one before I even had them. So just, uh, kind of get back in routine and you know track right. in and, and stuff like that but you know once i got in the groove even with him it was um i had everything planned worked around it worked around a schedule and didn't miss a meal and you know did my best i only took a couple extra days off training but i think that's a that's a plus so so with regards to the mini cut the transitional period because you did what eight weeks eight week mini cut Yep, eight weeks, and then just you know, the last three weeks, just kind of reversing. So when you Pretty reverse, you, when you reverse, do you go right into like do you just literally bring up calories slowly, or do you just kind of because you know your body, uh, yeah, you just kind of go yeah, right in, into, a, in the oh. in a mini cut? I think best is to reverse, you know, pretty slowly, depending, you know, just keep track of your weight and um, what your weight's doing. In a contest prep after twenty twenty, um, I did a slow reverse. I, you know, I did a large increase, but then after that large increase, a slow reverse, and it still took a long time to recover. So I don't, you know, that's my body and that's my age. So I, I would best bet, you know, proper is to make some large increases, those, you know, every couple of weeks, some large increases. So you're not putting on, you're going to put on some body fat, but, you know, minimizing that fat gain um, as best you can. So I did a slower, a slower approach and I don't think that was beneficial for myself, but that's just a lesson learned. And you know, that, you know, at 20, when I was after my first 2013 prep, couple preps, you know, I would gain 20 pounds in two weeks and I felt great, but I didn't like the way I looked after a couple of weeks of gaining that much weight. So I wanted to definitely take a different approach. And I, I mean, I succeeded, but the recovery process, I mean, took six months. Um, for my test levels, I was getting blood work done every three months. So four times. And finally, after that six month mark, I got my blood work and I could already, I could immediately tell that I was, I was back to normal and my test levels were sky high. And I, I could have told the doctor that I was feeling great, 
but I just wanted to make sure. Um, but it took a while, so I, I don't recommend a, a a too slow a reverse after a long season prep like I had. If you you know if it's a quick in, you're doing one show, you can maybe slow it down a little bit. But I possibly I would say a quicker reverse to get you know back up to uh, a new maintenance and just get your hormone levels back in order, and then you, then you're going to start making progress again. So with regards to where did you end off? What was your weight ending the mini cut? Oh, just, just for, uh, right now, uh, 198, 198. So, and then yep. where, so just for the listeners, so they get an idea. So you finished your mini cut around 198 and then how, where are you at right now? Or did you just finish your mini cut? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so on three weeks reverse and I'm still 198 and a half. Still same oh. weight. Okay, Calories so you, are up 500. Gotcha. Um, 500 calories more than, so I'm at like 3000 calories right now. Yep. And still trying to increase those week to week. You know, I'm not, you have a weight um, that you're hitting, I would trying like to, hit? to stay, I'd like to stay around 200. Okay. It is, um, that's, that's probably 25, 25 pounds away from stage weight. So, oh, okay. gotcha. um, so 20, yeah, I don't think 20 to 40 pounds max. Like I was like 40, 42 before my mini cut 43 pounds over stage weight. And that's just, it's just too heavy. Like I, I know, so you're like two ten, two fifteen kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just too. He- it's just too heavy, um, and my clothes don't fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to buy new clothes. So, and and I'm not really much. I'm not much stronger. And certain exercises, I'm weaker. So it it's just it just doesn't make sense. So I, when I when I know a lot of a lot of the older guys are staying pretty lean with definitely within twenty pounds even 15 pounds and that that's that's very hard i don't know how some of those guys do it but you know that everybody's different i just kind of analyze you know myself and i you know right now i'm doing a great job you know sticking to the plan and still just you know maintaining a great weight now eventually when i do go back into a prep you know there'll be a mini cut before the actual prep right because i would like to be I would like to be 15, 20 pounds over stage weight max before I even start. And that's just going to help reverse, uh, preserve muscle and just help you feel better in the long run. Now, when you get calories low, it's going to, it still sucks. Like it's still, you're still getting into zombie mode. Um, but, uh, just being closer down in weight is very beneficial. Absolutely. And here's a good one for you because obviously I know the nature of your training based on the clips that you're putting up regularly. How important do you think squat bench and deadlifts are for maximizing your potential to grow muscle? I think at the be I think at the beginning of your training um, career, I think they're beneficial, just building the foundation and those building those powerhouse movements. Um, and I think just keeping them in necessarily, you don't have to go heavier all out, but I think keeping them in, they're just great movements. Now when you, you say don't heavy, have to do them. When you say heavy, just to for the listeners, you mean like sub five reps kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, four reps or you know four reps or more. I mean, that's heavy. Um, you know, and, and any anything less is well. I mean, you can get hurt doing anything, but but yeah, it just you just got to watch it. But I think at the beginning, building that foundation is very important. Heck, I haven't benched in probably a year and a half. Two okay. years. Um, I use a Smith bench, uh, the Smith Smith machine, and do my presses from there, and use dumbbell presses. I just don't. I just got away from it. 
um, for a while. Now, if I do go back into benching, I would probably incorporate at the end of my workout, so where my shoulders and chest is warmed up. Um, I think that's key. Um, but I still deadlift pretty heavy. I'm in the, you know, I try to shoot for three or four rep range on my top sets right now. I transitioned back to the Smith squat and, and that's going pretty good. Mm. Um, just working up to a top set. And then I've been doing a couple working sets after that top set. So maybe, so maybe I can uh, perform better on the top set instead of wearing myself out before I get to the top set. I'm trying that out. I've never done that before. So I know a couple guys um, have been doing that and really like it. So I've been trying it out proper ways, just making sure you warm up before you get to that full rep range. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's still, there's still probably, you know, four to five warm up sets before I even get into that. Yep. Just you performing do- a couple, couple reps, a uh, couple reps um, in increased weight to get to my top set. Yeah, that's it. That's good because a lot of people they'll burn themselves out before they even get to their top set because they're warming up in they're just poor warm ups, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So break that down. You you were saying you just do a couple reps and then you you build up the weight. Yeah. So if set. I'm doing like say I'm doing like 500 deadlift or something, so it'd be probably like I'll do like 225 for like eight, and then 315 for like two sets of three, 405 for a set of two. Four six four fifty five for one, one or two, and then I'll get five hundred would be for like four. So that's how I'd approach it. This and then you know just a little warm up before I even start deadlifting. If that was my first exercise, and that that seems to be going pretty good. Nice. And are you deadlifting then, weekly or is it? Yep, just once a week, and then Smith squat or squat once a week as well. So a Tuesday would be quad focus. And Friday would be ham focus. So I deadlift on my hamstring day. Nice, nice. Yep. And I wanted to save some time here for the just the contest history stuff because that's that's always fun, especially for yep. the listeners. Let's talk about the 2020 Mr. America. You were up against uh the previous or the reigning champ, which was in 2016, yep. I believe, Siobhan Cunningham, who we've had on the yep. podcast. Talk to me about that win, man. What was that like? What was that experience? Um, How was the show? All that good stuff. Yeah, it was. Uh, Mark puts on an awesome show. I'm glad. I'm glad he is all in on that, Mister America, and and it shows. It's a. Uh, it's just going to keep getting better and better. And I, you know, I plan when I do return to stage, I'll plan on uh, doing the Mister America again, just because it's a well-run show and uh, it, it's fun, you know. And there's really some of the uh, the best competition from all organizations coming together. So that's. Um, that's, that's important for natural bowling is everybody coming together and, you know, having the best athletes complete, compete against each other. So Mm. that's important for everybody. And it's a great amateur show as well. So you can qualify and get your, I think INBA or PNBA pro card there as well. So the PNBA is doing a great job working with the Mr. America contest. So, um, that's pretty exciting. Um, but winning that, you know, my, you know, growing up, uh, when I started, in bodybuilding, just like in wrestling. I wanted to be uh, All-American. I wanted to be a national champ. Came very close, took second twice. Just like in uh, bodybuilding, I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be the best I can, and whatever happens, happens. And, you know, from my first pro card win, I, you know, I kind of just fell in love with it. I thought, man, this is pretty cool. I got two wins uh, right away. So um, from there, I just kind of keep putting more focus and more focus into it, and you see what I can become. Um, 
honestly, I didn't even know I'd ever compete in a Mr. America, you know, I, until, until Brandon Modest said, Hey, why don't you compete in the Mr. America, uh, this year, I believe it's getting started back up and, you know, drug tested and all that. He's, and he said, I'm going to compete in that. Um, I think the following year, I think, yeah, 2021, I'm going to yep. compete in the following year. Um, so I was like, all right. So I, well, this is during COVID. So I messaged Mark, uh, you know, I started my diet pretty much a year out. And then I started my actual diet pretty much when COVID started in March. So I was like, you know, just keep, I kept trucking and trucking. And, and I think it was in June or something, June, I think I reached out to him and said, Hey, we, I know shows are getting canceled. Are we going to, we going to keep this going? He's like, I'm going to do everything I can. Mark said, he's going to do everything he can to keep it going. I'm, I'm, if it's either going to be outside, it's inside. So, you know, he had to change the venue. He had to change a bunch of things every week leading up to it. But he said, I'm going to, I'm going to do it no matter what. So I thought, okay, that's awesome. Um, now I was getting ready for that. You know, the Orton cup was going to be in end of August. So I was already getting ready for that. And then that got canceled. But so, I mean, I was pretty much ready about a month out from the Mr. America. So I practiced some peak weeks, got that all set up. My man, Carl Frady, he uh, helped me with that. So that was a, a fun ride that first, that first in September, you just get preparing for that. Um, and then the Mr. America in October, uh, man, it was a great show. You know, I expect, I, I just, I wanted to do great. I knew I was going up against Siobhan um, and a couple other guys. And I just came in a hundred percent on point and came out with a win. So I was super excited. That's a crazy win, man. That's the, yeah, you were up, yeah. you're up against a, uh, uh, you know, nine time <laughs> yeah. world champ, man. Like that guy's a legend. I know. That's I know. crazy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, it still is. I mean, I just, um, I know he, he probably, you know, he I definitely is. I know it's definitely close. Um, you can't just beat Siobhan easily. So there's only not many people can do that. So, right. um, so that was, you know, that was pretty a, cool. And then, they should be proud. That's yeah. a big win, man. That's yeah. a big win. Even yeah. at the, uh, you came second at the Olympia. Who did you compete against at the Olympia that beat you that year? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not so, familiar. Uh, Meshach. Meshach. Ah, that's right. Yeah. That was the Meshach. <laughs> that was the year Meshach. That was 2020, right? Yeah. Meshach only did like a, I don't know, even, he did like a six, eight week diet. Didn't even know he was going to compete. Yeah, but, but he's he came best, in. He's an animal. He, man. Uh, he came in. He came in his best ever. He looked. He looked freaky on stage. And then uh Siobhan took third, Rob Terry, the giant Rob Terry took the fourth. Giant, yeah. And then guy from Mexico took uh fifth. He's been competing quite a bit too recently. So what do you think about po- like the politic, the political side? You want to get in like you want to touch on that? Or you're are you just like, yo, man, I'm you, just could be with just all the organizations? Yeah, like you know who's sponsoring the show and can that influence the results. I mean, it, the I'm results sure. It, and- I'm sure it can. I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be either you win or take second. Some of the judges, it, it def, there is definitely some favor, uh, favoritism going on. But at the end of the day, the judge has got to make the right the right choice. You know, that's going to play a big factor on them. You know, I think competing in multiple shows is, is pretty good, so you can see multiple judges. Right. Um, I'm sure the I'm sure all the judges throughout the country kind of know okay hey who to look for definitely if there's a big class they really need to work them and make sure they have the top five or top 10 you know or the first call out i know and then natural olympia they i missed a few good guys 
um, last year, I thought were, um, were in the, and it should have been in the first call out. So stuff mm. like that. But, oh, you know, overall, you know, the, the politics behind it or whatever it is, it, they just need to come together. Everybody's drug testing, which is great. Polygraph or not, it's, you know, it's, it shouldn't matter. I mean, mm. you're going to catch, I don't think there's only maybe 2% of the population cheating anyways. So you're, you're not going to, you're not going to see, you're going to tell who's cheating or not. And if majority of the people who are cheating anyways, they're not winning. So what's the big point? Um, you know, who's going to win, you know, who's the top dogs um, right now before they even step on stage. If they're coming to a show, you already know that they're going to be in first call out unless they look absolutely horrible and didn't prepare at all, but they're not. So I think though, I think it's, I think it's just kind of a, I know, I think it's just kind of a, a scam or a joke, like drug test or not, you, you know, who, you know, they're natty, you know, they're doing it right. Otherwise they'd be in the NPC. And if they were, I know there's a few people doing just, um, TRT that are in the NGA, which that's just, that's crap. You know, I don't, I'm not sure who, but I'm, I think they do allow it. That's, that's awful. Um, that's why I'm not going to compete in the NGA. Um, but I did, I did, I did, I did a couple shows in the NGA when I, in 2013. Um, nothing wrong with them. Great organization still. I think majority besides maybe two organizations are all on the same page. So, you know, Mr. America contest of them bring, coming in all together is awesome. What do you think about the you WMBF? Know? Have you, com- have you thought about competing at like going to the world and you know, trying to attempt WMBF world? Um, like or- I'm not, you know, maybe I, I'm not quite sure. It, it hasn't really cost some mind. I mean, I already do three, four organizations. And just the fact of competing in an amateur show to get the pro card for that just kind of doesn't make sense. It's probably just not worth my time. Nothing against that. And then there's just so many other shows to do. And now it's world. There's some good worldwide competition that's um, definitely playing a factor. But a lot of the overseas guys are competing in the PNBA now. Yeah. So over the Brits. Um, so that yep, that's pretty cool to see that. And there's some elite guys, so I don't see it necessary to do that. Be cool to compete against Beta Prince Beta, um, the guy who won it last year, and he competes in the IPE. So if I did see him again, it'd be in the IPE. So that's fine. No, the least thing, the least I. This is what I think. You know, having talked to so many champions, legends in the sport of natural bodybuilding, it's like, man, don't you think that? The biggest organizations, you got the PMBA, the WMBF, you could throw IPE in there, DFAC, right? It's like if you compete as an amateur just in one of those shows and earn your pro card, you should be allowed to compete as a pro in all the other organizations without having yeah. to without having to earn that pro card in those other organizations. Yeah. What do you think about that idea? I mean, I'm pretty sure some of them, I know in the IPE, I compete in the IPE, OCB, just as long as you renew your pro card. Oh, so they, they're working together? The IP and the OCB, you can cross Well, them? maybe not now. I'm not really quite mm-hmm. sure. So gotcha. I know when I competed in 2020, I just renewed my pro card. And, you know, I got to compete in um, the IPE and OCB. So I caught yeah. in the Mr. America. I got my pro invite for winning the Mr. America for that PNBA. So I gotcha. qualified. Well, yeah, so they're working. Where, to, but they're, they're on the same page. That's the thing, right? right? Yep. So that's that's awesome that you so you got invited to the Mr. America because you were a PNBA pro, right? No, I got no, I won the Mr. America, so I got the invite to the to the Natural Olympia. Na- yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. So it was the reverse. Yep. Okay. 
No, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But that's how, that's what it should be. You should have also gotten an invite to WMBF worlds. Like that, like yeah. that would be right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree. Um, yeah. Just maybe pay a membership fee. Um, and then you would, you nothing. would have probably done it. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, if, uh, most likely if, you got an invite. Uh, well, they canceled, they canceled anyways. There's oh, okay. their show. Um, um, but yes, it depending on when it was mm. and it would have been as, and there are shows in the end of November. Right. So if, um, if it, I would probably have had to go back to Vegas two weeks in a row. <laughs> gotcha. So, so yeah, there, there, there's, yeah. there's obviously challenges with it, but, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is like, cause we know there's never going to be like like there is you know with the ifbb in natural bodybuilding yep. you're never going to yeah. have just one organization so nope. the least the 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 solution uh, one of the solutions the least they can do is open invitations or crossover if you become a pmba pro you are now allowed yep. to compete as a pro in the wmbf the dfac yep. the ipe you know what i mean it's like OCD exactly as well. no i agree like we'll come together in some way yeah right and i think the i think the only way they're going to come together is if the olympics picks up bodybuilding mm. um that's the only way everyone's gonna i don't know how how the qualification to be become um you know how many americans could become olympian um you know like um guys like meshack he would just compete for his own country so we wouldn't have to worry right. about him but how many <laughs> right, qualifiers right. how many qualifiers could make it to um, um you know make it to the olympics and that's when you know i i know a couple guys are um, I know, um, who's the, your lineup? Uh, What's your lineup? Like, well, who would you think would be like on the USA <laughs> for the Olympics? Yeah, just know. for fun, man. You, you I know, song. probably, you know, I, if I could, it'd be cool if I can make the cut, but man, it'd be tough. Hey, you know, I'm sure I, I, I never asked Doug this, but I'd be interested to say if the Olympics came out in 2024, would you do it? Mm. Um, or 2028, you know, he's still going to be making progress and still going to be yeah, right. It's still going to be fine in the next eight years. He's not going to lose anything. No. Um, um, you know, du- you know, Doug, you know, Siobhan, he's still going to, he's still making progress, still doing good. He's still young, man. Um, he's in his 30s still, right? Isn't he like 38 yeah. or something like that? 37, something yeah, probably. like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just a, I mean, it would be, it would be fun to see because, you know, there's just going to be a ton of guys. Um, um, that, you know, I competed against Samuel um, Alcanola. Yep, yep. Um, you know, he he could he could do really well. Um, I, so the thing um, is, there's a lot of older guys. Like, if you're looking at, yeah. you know, you got Philip Ricardo, but these guys are they're in their they're the masters now, right? So it wouldn't be yeah, it wouldn't be the yeah, uh, open category. So yeah, yeah, I don't know if they would compete again, but uh, it would be interesting to see how well. Uh, Who's the reigning champ coming out? Coyote, Mushi's Coyote Mushi. Oh no, Kiyoshi Moody's. Uh, Kiyoshi. Like, yeah, yeah, but he's a, he's, he's a masters. He's he's masters yeah. though. He's, he's, he's he he's might do he might do the open. There's you think so? Thoughts of that he might do both. I mean, it all depends how he looks. I'm sure once he gets down to stage red, he's like, oh yeah, I'm looking good. You know, I can p- compete against these guys. Yeah, yeah, you um, never know. Man. I mean, You're he's right. still he's still is massive. I mean, I can't believe just. Um, I think, you know, I, I'm sure he lost a little bit, uh, muscle mass, but he's put it right back on, you know, mm. kind of like that muscle memory. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, there's just a bunch of, 
guys in their, you know, in their upper forties, fifties that are still doing pretty good. So you can't count them out for sure. Um, the guy who took second, Mr. America, um, well, he, was that the, and, uh, was, he took second at the, uh, OCB, uh, Yorton cup last year too. You know, Magnum, he's, he's a big guy. Mm. The guy who won the Yorton cup last year, two time yep. Yorton cup. He looks good. The guy who took second and third, the guy who was, won Mr. America last year. I'm trying um, to think who uh, the top uh, he, three, the top three are solid. Um, the guy who won Mr. America last year was, uh, Corey Brown. That's right. Yep. And then yep. the second place guy, uh, you know, he's he's been around for a long time too. He's a he, he competed in WBF. What was his name? Who came, uh, came second? John, That's right. John a blank. Let me see. Now I'm now I'm just going to pull up the results because I'm curious. Yeah. Let's see. The res- Generation Iron does a good job with that these days. They put up the results for for all of it. Okay, here we go. Levi Burge, bro, that guy is yes, underrated. Yeah, yeah. He's yep. underrated, man. Um, he comes yeah, in so sharp. He took, yep, he took. Yeah, he came in. Real sharp at the York Cup last year, and, and you know, and beat Corey Brown. I think he's overlooked. I, I think he's overlooked a lot of the times, to be yeah. honest, because he, he comes in looking like one of these guys, like classic physique bodybuilders from the seventies. Like he's got that, and then like the arms. Yeah, like, he's, yeah looks he's good, man. He's definitely, you know, I, you know, I, he could be could be a classic physique guy. Possibly, it'd be interesting to see his posing and if he did that. Um, but you know, everybody's different. He's still True. a good bodybuilder, man. He's still up there. There's just so many guys, you know, there's probably a good 20 guys that could compete. So. Yeah. It would be a cool thing. It, it, would, it would be, be cool. fun. It would be cool. It, yeah. 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 That would be interesting if, if that well, would be the a new, hmm. the new guys who won the, uh, the natural Olympia last year, yeah. you know, those top, the top five, man, they're all, you know, they're all doing real well. They all carry a lot of muscle. Uh, Paul yeah. Kruger. Oh, that's it. That's right. Yep, yep. Uh, and the guy yeah, who he took was, second, he's a monster. Andrew, Tra- then, Andrew Tracy, and then Philip came third that year, last yep. year. Yep. And then yep. A few other guys, a few young guys that are um, going to do well, and they're going to do good too. Yeah, Paul Kruger's. Uh, he kind of came out of. I mean, I'm sure he has a, a decorated history, but I, to be honest, I hadn't heard of him until he won that. Until he came first at the Olympia. No. Yeah, I don't think he competed for like 20 years. Okay, so, so yeah, because he's he's, he's he's like forty five, I think. Um, yeah, he's been. I don't think he's competed since he was mid twenties. Oh wow! He was, uh, you know, life got busy or something. But who's yeah. one of you? Who's one of the? This is how we'll end it off. This is this is great, man. How, who is one of your like one of the highlights? I okay, not contest wise because we know the Mister America was a big one for you. But as far as who you've competed against and who you'd like to compete against, two things. Well, I mean, I competed against Doug Miller in the middle class at the Yorton Cup 2014. Oh, you were there? Oh, snap. Yeah, so he took first. Cleveland Thomas took second. I'm not sure who I'm not sure who third was, fourth, fifth. But I Are took you? sixth in the middleweight. Um, and that's when I, you know, I, I competed at the Gaspari Classic two weeks before in uh, Massachusetts. And that's when I met Doug. And the first time I saw him, I was like, holy crap, man. <laughs> You're right. Um, I don't even lift. So, so that, I mean, just uh, like seeing that top lever, uh, uh, Mo- Moji took, he took second at the Gaspari Classic. Yep. yep. And I was in the heavyweight class at that class, and Moji was in the lightweight. I think Marshall Johnson took second, I think. And then at the York Cup, Marshall won the lightweights. Nice. Um, yeah, he came back again. You saw that this year? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. 
And then that was cool, cool to see. Yeah. Uh, Doug won the heavyweights, and then um, another guy won the heavyweights. I forget his name. Um, but yeah, just the highlight of competing against him and man, and competing against Cleveland Thomas and guys that have won world championships and the heavyweight and Marshall. I mean, just com- that whole lineup is just that's crazy. That's and, a, yeah, bro. Um, and that's I crazy. and really, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about it. I just did my thing and showed You're up. Fresh. And, you were fresh, yeah. man. You were you were the new yep. kid on the block, pretty much, right? Yep. With the competing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks, I think, a month before the Gaspari Classic, one of my friends I, I just lived with that was in the natural body, building Thomas Schnepp, that he uh, he does a lot of coaching right now too. He's like, "Hey, you're going to compete against Doug Miller," and I was like, "Who? I don't I don't even know who that is." He showed me a picture, and I was like, "Holy crap! Well, that's cool." Crazy. Um, yeah. I think just that I was just a highlight year of just fun competing and no expectations just do my best and see what I could do. And I had fun with it. Oh, no. What was, your, what was your second question? Well, you, you answered it as far as who you actually, well, you, maybe there is someone that you haven't competed against that you oh, would be, um, yeah, that you'd like to. I mean, I competed against a lot of guys. I know. I was going to say you competed, I competed like against a lot of legends too, like Car- Carl Siebert at the IP worlds, um, competing against him. And then Rob Terry, two mm. tall guys are six, four and weigh two thirty, two forty um, on stage. And that's, that's pretty cool competing against those guys. I think, uh, Prince beta, that'd be fun to compete against him just cause yeah. I mean, he's been around one, a ton and, um, and then just recently won the WS worlds. He's a, he's a beast. You know, I, I, you know, I compete against a lot of guys already. So, that's what I was gonna um, say. Yeah, like a lot of legends, man. Do you think yeah. that you you started to dive more into the? I don't want to say history, but like wow, because you said you hadn't even heard of Doug Miller until yeah. after you competed against him, pretty much, right? You're yeah. like, oh yeah. wow, holy smokes! But uh, would you say after that point is when you started to get more into like who's comp- you know who are these guys kind of thing? Yeah, you know, I took still from 2014 to 2020, six years off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and that's just kind of like, you just keep learning and you're, that's kind of, you're just, you're in the sport now. Yeah. Um, so you just kind of engage a little bit. I know I was working on becoming an ambassador for corner nutritionals and, you know, be ultimately becoming one of their athletes. Yep. Um, so that was, that was another goal of mine. Like I wanted to be a part of the team. I liked what the team was doing. When did that happen? By behind- the way? Um, I think I started an ambassador in 2000, like whenever they started it, I was one of their first ambassadors, like maybe 2017, I think 2018, I think 17, I was, I was ambassador for three years and then, um, did really well, became a sponsored athlete. And then my breakout year, 2020, um, and that's when they put me on as one of their elite athletes. Nice. Yeah, so, because tw- 2020 yeah. was the Mr. America and then the second yeah. place Natural Olympia win, yeah. which is, to, to be honest, that's why that's where I kind of, you caught my attention because I'm like, yo, this guy, this guy beat Siobhan Cunningham. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I followed history, the history of natural bodybuilding for, you know, yeah. for a good 10 years. So I was like, yeah. man, this guy, this guy's, yeah. this guy's about to crush the com- competition now because you're also right. a lot younger, right? You're, uh, well, yeah. well, yeah, you are. You can say that. You, 32. You got, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so what's the next, what's the next, uh, you got any ambitions for a specific contest that you want to, that you want to win? Um, like, uh, probably just probably Mr. America again. I don't know if I would dip my toe into MPC classic or not. That's, you know, I always have 
a bunch of guys telling me, Hey, do the MPC, um, some of the, uh, qualifiers to get your pro card, you know, that, that would be cool and all, but you know, you might I'm not ever going to, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you'd have to go to the other route, right? It, it, to yeah, the I mean, yeah, I just, I don't think it's, it's really not important. Like just mm. to eat, I mean, beat those guys. Some of them are be pretty cool, but you know, once you get to that next level, then it's like, okay, I'm not going to place top 20. You right. know, if there's 30, 30 guys that make it 20th or something like, I don't love competing that much just to go in there and get 20 place against people who are, you know, using whatever they want to use. That's not really enjoyable. And you stuck to, so for last, last thing, why natural bodybuilding specifically? Cause since you brought up the MPC thing, there's a reason why you're not going over there. So yeah, I think just, just health and longevity. I think that's the most important part. I know there's been a lot of recent deaths that's just, uh, it's hurt the community just from, I, I think just abuse, just, just too much, too much ex- uh, to the extreme. And on that, a lot of the guys that are like, I know big Rammy is saying he, this is his last year. Cause I think he yeah. wants to live, wants to live a few extra years, you know, see bum has only got maybe a year left of his career, but I mean, right. he really doesn't need to compete anymore. He's made it. I think one more year and he's done, you know, his, he made create his own business. He create his, create his name, just like Jay Cutler, like yep. four years and out he's any, he, you know, he's living, living healthy. The guy who rough diesel, whatever I forget yep. his name, Terrence, but, uh, know, I think Terrence, yeah, he's got one or two years left from, yeah. what, from what I heard, you know, just create that name, do well in the sport and get in, get out. I think that's going to be the healthiest way. Now it is still going to take probably a couple of years off your life, but you know, that's who knows. So there is right. no risk in, there's no risk involved. And I just love to work out in the gym anyways. That's the most important thing is just being in the gym. You know, I coach a few people. I know I influence a lot of people, whether it be my students or people at the gym or, you know, friends and family from afar. You know, my that's my goal is just to live a healthy lifestyle, do my best. Now, you know, I'm not I'm always I'm not perfect. You know, I, I can gain way too much body fat by just slamming too much food and but I know how to, you know, how to diet and do it right. I think the the hardest part is just you know, for me is just making sure that I can create it as a lifestyle. So, you know, doing a mini cut and, you know, tracking food and, you know, living, you know, if I, you know, go out to eat, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have whatever I want. Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think if you, if you live in the lifestyle, work out, stay active, eat healthy 90% of the time or, you know, 90, 95% of the time, and you know, you're, you're doing it. So that's the goal. So well said, man. That's a perfect way yeah. to end off. Yeah. I appreciate your time. The listeners, I'm sure, are gonna enjoy this episode. Yeah. If they wanna if they wanna learn more from you, where could they find you? Um, so on Instagram it's jbrewfit. Um or if they can uh they can my email I believe is on there as well. Um yeah, that's just the best way to uh, contact me. Um or just maybe a friend request on Facebook or message me on um, anything they'd like. But yeah, if they want any uh, core nutritionals um, products, you know, just send me a DM and I'll help them uh, for uh, set them up with what their goals are. So there's a ton nice. of great products as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Core nutritionals. I'll make sure to link your description, Jay, in yep. the, or your link, sorry, in the description box. So yep. people can find you ask questions about, like you mentioned, 
any any products related to core, maybe coaching, just yep. anything related to the podcast, really, or what we've spoken about. And yeah. once again, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to share the episode if you enjoyed it. Tag us on Instagram. Yep. Again, the links are in the description box. Check out the YouTube channel. We'll be releasing clips, and we do release clips weekly, if not daily. So be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we'll catch you in another one.